Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 2. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the Executive Protection Practitioner, the Private Security Professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective Executive Protection Agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how how to protect his family. I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom! What's up, you guys? Byron Rogers here uh, with another episode of the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. There's going to be a special episode. I got my main man, Sandile Camille, here with me, hanging uh, for this episode. And this is like, in a way, it's like a homecoming. Because me and <laughs> call sign sandals. We call them sandals in the streets, right? <laughs> But me and, and my main man Sandals, we go way back, man. We go way back bro. to like the beginning. So what's up, brother? How you doing, <laughs> bro? Byron, man, I'm good. I'm I'm good. Well, it's a privilege to be, man. You know, thank you, thank you for for hosting me. Um, I don't even know where to start. I mean, how do you start something like this? I, I think it's so, it's so organic. It's so natural, man. Like we go way back, like. <laughs> Bro, like, like you were there at the beginning, but we, we'll touch on that later on. <laughs> yeah, man. No, for sure. I, um, it's like, for me, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I've had all these ideas the whole time I've been in the industry and now for like stuff to be happening and, and then, you know, for me to be able to circle back around and, and for us to have this conversation is special, bro. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just for everyone listening, me and, Sand- me and Sandals have gone all around the world together we've worked the same clients um you know this is one of my dudes that was with me when i was trying to figure everything out uh i gotta have you tell the story about when you first met me once we get through the <laughs> once we get through the intro questions a little bit just so people could see how crazy you know <laughs> the game was man um but you know and we worked some good principles together so um i always open the podcast with this question brother who are you at your core you know, as we go, we, we always bring it to the core first. Bro, you, you, you know, I was thinking about that question because, I mean, I watched mm. that podcast, right? So I know that right. the question is coming up, but it's like, how do you prepare for, for an answer like that? Um, right. You know, I think at, at the core, I think I like to call myself, I think the rookie in the game, right? Um, in, in the sense that I think in every detail that I've ever been part of, ever since, you know, we met way back in 2010, believe it or not. Wow. Like, I've always been either the youngest dude, uh, the least experienced dude, right? Yeah. Um, also size-wise, the smallest dude. Yeah. So I'm always, just always doing the runarounds when it comes <laughs> to any operation, bro, right? Like, yeah. so I, I, think, I think rookie is, is the best way I think to describe myself right now, also where I am. But I mean, that might change, you know, in a couple of years, who knows? Yeah, but it's beautiful to see you still have that that perspective because me and you, uh, I mean, you said, well, we met in 2010? 
Well, in, in, in fact, okay, I don't know if this is the time to start the story, right? Yeah, but yeah, no, go ahead. The first time I was actually, I guess, exposed even to the industry, bro, believe mm. it or not, right, was when you came out to South Africa in 2010. Okay. okay. So before that, um, even four years after that, I was like a corporate guy, like strictly corporate, you know, wake up in the morning, normal hours, just doing life. And then mm. I was involved in church. Um, you know, I used to volunteer at church and, and stuff like that, you know, conferences and everything. And then it just so happened, you know, that um, a speaker that was coming through that needed some assistance, you know, in, in, in church. And it just so happened that, um, yeah, I'm like, wait a <laughs> second what world is this right, right. and then yeah bro and then i think there was when i got exposed to to the game and then from then on my corporate life went on and i'm saying bro i'm a rookie in the game because the way that i got in like i won't say that um i found myself and i really believe i was called into the game bro right no oh bro, like Everybody who was in our, Everybody in our believes crew the court, was, right? no, 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 no. Everyone in our crew was called to the game. Like you didn't survive. <laughs> you just didn't survive. Like you were there for two minutes and then you were like, right. this is so, am oh, there's the door. Because <laughs> if you weren't called, you were done training. It, it was, it was, <laughs> it just was the way it was. Oh, but, 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 but B, like, I think my calling was literal. Mm -hmm. Bro, no, no. Since that, right, I was, <laughs> my background is church security. Yeah, That's yeah. It to kind of know, right? But so my, I literally, bro, I was in a youth meeting. It was 2008, mm -hmm. right? Volunteering at church. Um, so a couple of years before, I think about two years before, like our, our pastor, the original pastor left the church mm -hmm. and he used to have like this mini, you know, team, two, three dudes. They just used to assist him. You know, he'll come to the church, make sure, you know, he's got his water, his car is parked and stuff like that. And right. I was sitting right in the back. I'm just like, I just, I love what these guys are doing, right? So then when the pastor left, the new pastor had nobody to assist him. So I went and I asked the staff member, like, hey, can I just help him out? I, I saw what the other guys are doing and I'll help him out. She's like, okay, cool. The guy drops me on board. I just start helping out. A year later, I'm in a youth meeting, bro. Like, you know, um, you know, God's glory is there. Things that are flowing, bro. The pastor calls me and he's like, man, like this is just something about you and serving. And I'm telling you, it's gonna go international. This is 2008. I'm thinking, oh, mm -hmm. what does that mean, right? Fast forward two years later, it just so happened that from work, I was on leave. It so happened that it was a conference at church. It so happened that, well, you were part of that team, <laughs> right? Yeah. And this was in, in, in 2010, but I didn't meet you in 2010 though, right? I only met you, I think in 2013. You already been in South Africa, but two or three times before that. Yeah. But what people don't know and what nobody knows is that for those two, three years when you guys used to come through, bro, like I used to save up money during the year, right? I'm like, okay, well, you know, Baron and the homeboys or whoever <laughs> and the homeboys, I mean, I was actually in touch with your event organizer, mm -hmm. right? Whoever, you know, I'm sure you remember who it was back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he would be like, hey, bro, we're coming to South Africa. Are you available to help? I'll be like, sure thing. So I'll save up my own money, find my own flights to Joburg, to Cape Town and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I remember you talking about that in passing. He thought I worked for the church. I'm like, no, bro, I just love what you guys are doing. I just want to serve. Wow. At some point, the, your event organizer thinks I work for the church. The <laughs> church, you guys, I'm like, wait, 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 I don't work for anybody. I just love the game. I just love serving. Bro. Oh, this is so good. 
bro, bro, at some point I was so broke. I remember I flew to Cape Town, right? Yeah. I hired for you guys. I had no accommodation, bro. I stayed in the vehicle for two days for two days. What you know, the bro, heck? Bro, Are you serious, bro, my bro, dude? I, would, I didn't bro, even I would take, gonna slept bro, in my room, bro. Bro, I would take oh. the vehicle, bro. I would go park it somewhere, bro. I would I would sleep in the morning. I'll go to I'll work out, I'll go spend time to eat, or I'm gonna pick you guys up at five o'clock. Let's go, the game is rolling, right? So when I say, bro, I'm called to the game, that's how I literally started. Yeah. And I know I'm going on a lot. And then in 2013, right, uh, you were gonna land with the principal in Cape Town to be specific, right? Mm -hmm. The rest of the team was gonna land about two hours before you guys. We we're gonna pick up vehicles, then wait for you guys to stage the vehicles. So it just so happened that their flights got delayed. And then you and the principal landed first, right? Bro, I remember the look on your face. You walked through, you're just like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm like, bro, I don't know. I just, bro, literally, I'm just like, something within me. I'm serious, but like something within me, just stop, take the vehicles, put them there, and just wait. So I staged the vehicles, you know, so the guys at the airport are like, who are you? I'm just like, you guys don't know me, but just trust me. I just need vehicles. Just put them here. I won't touch them. <laughs> when somebody, I've got no, I know nothing. I just know they're coming through. So yeah. you book the principal. I think there was about three other guys. They the vehicles. And yeah, then you just, yeah. what are you doing? I'm just, hey, sir, bro. So, and I remember, I think I handed you the car keys. You're just like, no, bro, you driving. I'm like, Bro, <laughs> I was like, I nah, don't know the city. <laughs> yeah, nah, homie. I'm like, bro, I, I don't know the city. Bro, I remember. I just got a plane, So, bro, I, I flew oh, my iPad. Man. I find the GPS coordinates for the hotel, and we rolled to the hotel, right? And then, bro, that's- Because I remember watching you put those coordinates in and being like, yo, homie. <laughs> I remember being like, whatever you do, just do it smooth, man. Just do it smooth. <laughs> I was so, like, you, okay. Oh, so, man. You know, and, and then that's when I think you were like, you know, principal, this is, you know, sandals. Like, hey, sandals, you know, he always happened like, hello, sir. You know, a bit of, you know, FaceTime. We go to the hotel. So I'm like, okay, bro, like, I'm out. You're like, what do you mean you're out, bro? You're going to be a what driver for the next three days. I'm like, what? <laughs> drive for the next yeah. three days. <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, cause we, I remember we landed, we didn't have anything, we didn't know nobody or anything. And I just remember seeing you and I was like, this dude's on the detail. <laughs> like, I looked in your eyes, I was like, he's cool, we're cool. And I was like, we gotta, cause I had to make a decision, cause I was like, homeboy's right behind me, we gotta make this work. I'm like, this is my guy. <laughs> and we so, just had to deal with it, man. So, bro, that's why I was saying, yeah, that's why, that's why I really believe I was called. And then from there, I mean, the, the race is history. I'm sure we can touch on that. I think. Yeah, yeah, man. No, I, I love that story because it shows kind of like you can do all your advances and you can do all your stuff. You know what I'm saying? And you can do all the best you can. Now, granted, that, that time in our lives was chaotic anyways, but it yeah. also right? It also shows <laughs> the reality. You know, you go to these yeah. schools and we talk about advances and we talk about all this like work that you have to do to get your plan and then it can all just go to crap you know like yeah. i was you know in that time you know i was doing advances sometimes an hour and a half before the client 
got to a country three hours if we yeah. were lucky sometimes nothing at all you just land and you gotta figure it out on the move you gotta do it good enough to where the client's not looking at you like you're incompetent because you've never yeah. been there before and you're putting you know and you're figuring it out you know um but and and and, and, and i think with that bro i, I think at, at that stage i think you know of, of your life i think they're kind yeah. of also crewed up in terms of advanced work I remember, I think the first time I heard the term, it was in the car with him. He's like, hey, who's advancing this city? Mm -hmm. um, and I think somebody replied like, oh, it's so So he's like, okay, just make sure it has a good job. I'm just thinking, he knows exactly what everybody's doing. Yeah, yeah, man. And then you have to do a good, and then it adds more accountability, you know? So it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty, I don't know. I just, I just, every time you tell that story, cause I kind of forgot about it. Cause it was just like, <laughs> everything's just going so fast in that part of life, you know? Um, it always takes me back, man. Cause I remember landing at that FBO. I remember yeah. looking out the window. I remember knowing that I had <laughs> no one on the ground. And I remember just being like, this is what we do. This is what we do. We're going to figure it out. That's what we do. <laughs> like having to psych myself up. And I just remember being like, all right, let's do it. Pop down the thing. I'm like, you know, sir, just wait here for a moment while I grab the cars. <laughs> Get to the bottom of the plane. Like, where are the cars? Yo, this dude looks cool. He looks cool. And then I, I remember someone said to me in a text or something like, I think it was like the guys, we're not able to get there, but your cars are there and there's someone from the church. And I was like, okay, cool. There's my dude from the church. There was nobody well, there. There was nobody there. from the church, bro. <laughs> right? Exactly. And there was like no one anywhere. And I was like, well, this better be my guy. Um, yeah, man, good times. Yeah. And that's and, like, yeah, it, it happened, bro. Yeah, man, that's like the beginning. That whole season was crazy. <laughs> yep. I, I, you know, and it's, it's kind of counterintuitive because everybody wants to be on these, like, I don't know, everyone, I feel like people want to be like on these celebrity details or these really hardcore details. But I'll say that time and the stuff we worked back then yeah. was probably the most intense difficult um hands-on i went hands-on more doing that than i did bouncing <laughs> you know <Yeah>. like or <laughs> just you had to be so good at so many different things that it really prepared me bro and, and, and everything and, else know, is easy I mean, after that and and i think the thing with that you know Byron, is i mean I, I, yeah. i'm not what title you're gonna put i mean you know for the for this episode kind of thing but the difficulty with with that type of security is not only you're not just working with the principal right but you're working with him in different i'll say energies for the of a better word in different mm -hmm. spheres one moment he's here one moment he's here one moment he's here one, so so as the agent at some point you've got to remember look i am doing security but i'm serving but at some point i'm serving now i'm doing hard security mm -hmm. at some point he doesn't you know really want me to do security he wants me to take care of him as an individual right yeah. and for me honestly bro that type of work has been the, the toughest i've ever done my whole life anything i do now i use that as a reference point i'm just like huh, piece of cake yeah. i'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm like wait okay you you, you guys are complaining the client's schedule has changed he said we're leaving at 8 p.m now he wants us there at seven like i've been ready from five yeah, yeah, and you guys are dying over here. Yeah. Like, what do you guys mean? You're not ready. You know, <laughs> right? It's so nice to talk to someone from that time because I'm in the game now, and everybody's all like, "I can't believe these clients," or "I can't believe this." That I'm sitting here like, "Y'all don't know. Like, you got no idea. Like, this is a slow Tuesday, homie. You know, like, Bro, like, 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 like for for me, that that yeah. riff 
point. Like, it's just like everything else I've done after that, for the lack of it, it's easy. It's the so hours, easy. The hours are shorter. Like, bro, like I've worked on like three hour deeds. <laughs> like we tired. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? I used to stand for hours. <laughs> Like, 100%. Like, else, like stand and then aggressively work for like 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like a pig and then stand again for another 30 minutes. And then you in the back room, you're not eating, you're hungry. Your client is having a great time. <laughs> next, next thing you see, bro, it's like 2 a.m. You're like, no. wait, be back here at 7, right? And he's like, yeah. No, you do. <laughs> and you do that for three days in a row. Yeah, man. Nah, yeah, yeah. Or even, you know, like the dudes that go on tour, I'm like, oh, you're on tour. Man, that must be tough. Because, you know, in, in our realm, there's no tour, homie. This is a way of life. We are on tour all year long, homie. The only difference is you get new plastics as the year change. You get new little plastics. But that's easy tour. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, tour. Oh, it's going to be a tough three to six months. That's horrible. Yeah, man. That was seven years of getting after it. That was good, man. Man, I, and, and it's the truth. Everything else after that has been like, oh no, we cool. Okay, what do you want? All right, easy. You know, it's uh, it's it's it's. I mean, the Marine Corps and that experience got me ready for everything, man. Um, yeah. And and it's cool, you know. The calling thing is is really important too, man. And that's and and for me too, you know. I feel like I was called as well. You know, I got plucked out of. Well, I feel like God told me to go here. You'll meet someone that'll make that'll bring you into the game, and then Dude. boom, you know, like, bro. Like, 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 like it, it, even I think I remember. I think the first time I heard your story, I'm just like, hold up, yeah. bro. Like, our stories are relatively similar, but you yeah. know, you were, you know, you were, you know, you served, you know, your country. Looking back, I'm like, my biggest regret in life is I was never exposed to this at a younger age, right? I was only exposed to this. I was really like in corporate. I think for about. About three, four years, the first time I tasted this, right? Mm. And bro, then, then in 2013, I knew that I knew, I just, in my heart of hearts, I just knew, okay, I've got one more year in corporate, and then I just need to really plug myself out there. And literally, I just knew God is going to make a way, right? right. February 2014, bro, um, I relocated to Cape Town, and I had to tell my boss, like, bro, I'm done. He's like, what do you mean you're done? I'm like, Here's my resignation laser thing. He's like, there's nothing wrong. I'm like, yeah, in fact, I love my job. Like, bro, like, like I loved, I mean, I was in corporate, I was in a shipping company. I worked in three for seven years in three different roles, you know, started in customer service, then moved over to like a sales role at some point. Then when I left, I was in sales, sending my own clients. I'm like, bro, I love my job, but just right now, I'm called to do something else, right? Meanwhile, mm. I had no clue how I'm gonna get in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> I just that this is what God is calling me to do, right? Yeah. So fast forward about a year later, I'm just like, dang, this thing is not working out, right? But of course, just, right? I'm supposed to do it, bro. I go back home to Durban. I'm just like, excuse my language, I'm just like shit. <laughs> right, do yeah. not with my life, right? Bro. Next thing, I'm like, okay, since this secrecy thing is not working out right now, but default, I'm like, okay, I need to survive. Okay, what do I know? Okay, I know fitness. I've been doing that for a couple of years. Started, you know, get so a couple of just like, bro, you local, let's start training together. Like, we'll pay you. I'm like, okay, great. Okay, so yeah. people started paying me for training now. I'm like, okay, awesome. So, but while I'm doing that, I'm like, okay, let me just get something in semi corporate just to keep the bills going, right? So I do that, I do that. 
And then my local church sees me every Sunday just hanging out, like just another guy, you know, gets, gets sitting in the aisle as if I'm working, right? And then I get a call. You can't not. It's like a reflex for us. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, it's a lifestyle, son. Yeah, right. It's it going to be a lifestyle, bro. Like I said yeah. to my dudes, like, this is not an event. This is not something I go and do. This is right. what I do with me first on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, this right. is how I live my life. So I'm sitting in the church instead of, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I start seeing how things flow. Things so next thing I got a call, it's like, yo, man, like the senior pastor and the CFO want to see you. I'm thinking, what have I done? Yeah. Right, so I leave work. I'm like, yeah, I just I got to see someone. They're sitting in the meeting like, bro, we didn't know you're back in Durban. I'm like, yeah, I'm back. And guess what? Now they use you guys as, as a reference point. They're like, wait. Didn't you work for Baron's team? I'm just like, uh, <laughs> oh, Baron's team thought I worked for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, I mean, you know, if that works for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, if it works for you, you know, they're like, wait, but, you know, you like, are you still doing the secrecy thing? I'm like, yeah, you know, I get, and I got back home because I just really believe. So I, I, they're like, okay, well, come through, work for the church, head up the secrecy team at the church, you know, and, and we'll pay you for it. It's like, wait, you mean you're going to pay me? You know? Church is paying to do what, a big thing. To do what, what I'm called to do. So, bro, yeah. so there, I kind of plug into it, right? And then, oh, man, as God has it, guess what? About a year and a half later, the same client is back in my country, right? But things have changed, right? I'm just like, wait, I'm the guy who volunteers. Right? No one calls me. Like, I make things happen. If I want to be part of something, I make the phone calls. Bro, I think I just around thinking, okay, who do I call just to confirm that, you know, the client is coming through? I finally got hold of somebody. Guess what, bro? Next thing. So financially, I'm still a bit, you know, because I remember I haven't worked for a while. I call a friend of mine. I'm saying, bro, I need to get to Joburg. Um, I need to volunteer for something. He's like, bro, I literally have enough money to get you to Joburg. I don't know how you're going to get back. I'm just like, <laughs> homeboy gives me his credit card. I pay for a ticket. I get to Joburg. I'm thinking, wait a second. Okay, I, I'm, in, I'm in contact with somebody on the client's team. The client knows nothing about me. Remember, he hasn't seen me in two, three years, right? right. Even then, we've never spoken really, except for hi and bye. Right. So I get somebody, I'm like, bro, like, um, I'm here, you know, I need to volunteer to help you guys. He's like, okay, cool. He's like, where are you staying? I'm like, uh, have you got a couch? He's like, in my hotel room. I'm like, yeah, bro. He's like, okay, cool, right? So next thing, now I'm staying in a hotel, right? It's better than sleeping in the car outside. 100%. So, so next thing bro, the church team comes through to pick up the clients. So the guy, you know, they've got a nice setup, man. They've got a police escort. So the guy who's supposed to drive the limo, he's like, hey man, like, I feel a bit intimidated to drive. Like, can you drive? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I can drive. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, I can drive. Next thing I'm sitting in the same seat. I'm like, this is Cape Town three years ago. In my mind, I'm just like, kidding me. So next thing I'm driving, bro, we go, we work the event, we come back. And then now, then, you know, I sleep on one of the guys' couch. You know, I'm like, I'm like, it's a couch. It's more comfortable than a car. Yeah, like, yeah you're like, I'm moving I'm up. Like, bro, I'm moving I'm up. Like, bro, I've got, I've got free food. I mean, what more do I want, right? I'm good. Right. right. Now, and so now, so now the team is like, okay, well, now they're going to move to the next destination, another city within the country. So I meet, so I'm like, okay, no, cool, guys, let's do this. I get to the airport, so I'm like, okay, well, guys, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to see you in Durban. They're like, what do you mean? Like, aren't you coming with us? I'm like, no, man, i got stuff to do in Durban, you know, i got some stuff to handle. The, the truth is, bro, I didn't have enough money to get to the next city. 
because remember, oh. I'm the guy who gives up in volunteers, right? Yeah. So one of on the you know, looks at the country is like, sir, um, can we take him with us? Bro, at that moment, you know, the country's like, yeah, sure thing. Here, go buy a ticket. We're going with you right now. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you're going with us. You're not going home, right? So meanwhile, I had packed just enough for one day. I'm like, well, for no clothes. I'm like, bro, just don't worry about that. You're here, right? I'm like, cool. Yeah. I get to the next city. Guess what now? I'm the guy who's doing everything because I'm the local. I've got the local cell phone that works. So the locals can talk to me. The locals are thinking, I'm the AIC. I'm like, I guess I, <laughs> I guess I, I am the AIC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the, yeah. So, bro, so I had planned to leave home literally for three days. I ended up doing, I think, a two-week tour that I hadn't planned for, right? Because I just said, look, I'm open to serving the game, man. Like, I'm the youngest guy. You know, I want to learn. I've got interest in the game. And then what that sparked now, now that opened other doors for me. Next yeah. thing, he calls me from, from his home country. He's like, man, <laughs> to Nigeria. I'm like, okay, so he's like, can you get a visa to come? Yeah. I'm like, so at that moment, I'm working for the church. I'm just like, um, yes, sir. Because one thing I've learned, bro, when you're asked by certain people, like by, by clients in our industry, your default got to be like, a yes to show them confidence, maybe change it later. Because if you give them that hesitant no, they'll never trust you with anything. They'll never touch you. Yeah, they'll never touch you again. Yeah. You right? gotta step so into just, the door and then figure it out. Yeah, bro. I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, yes, I, I, yeah. I can get a visa to Nigeria. He's like, okay, let me know you got it. I'm thinking a visa. I've never been out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> this is crazy, bro. bro. Like bro, just we, like watching the way you <laughs> just like climb the thing, you know, because like for us. Like, I remember real quick, and then you go on with your story, but I remember for me, bro, I just remembered you had such a heart of service and you were so good. Like, I knew, you know, Sandals would get it done. And I remember even being with that client back, you know, here in Cali or wherever we would be. I remember being like, yo, and when, anytime he mentioned you, I was like, nah, he's he's good. We got to get him out here. We got to get him on the team. Because I just remember anything we asked you to do, it was like magic, you know? And and, and I was like, you legitimately served your way onto the team. Like legit, oh, like that's how it worked. Bro, like, 100%. And everyone geez. saw it, man. Everyone saw it. Everyone was like, yo, this guy has a heart for this. He's called this. Thanks, thanks, bro. Everyone saw that, man. And so anytime you came up, everyone was like, he's good. Put him in, coach. <laughs> Put him in, you know? So that's awesome. Man. man, I didn't know all this stuff, bro. Anyway, so continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yes. No, no, cool, bro. You know, so he's like, okay, um, get a visa to Nigeria. I'm thinking, okay, now I can't tell him no because then he'll probably not call me again for another six months, right? So I'm like, yes, sir. So then I go to my to my to the to the office. I'm like, guys, um, I need to, to get to Nigeria, so I'm gonna be gone for a couple of days. I don't know when, as you knew, you know, the schedule can just change. I'm like, at some point, I'm gonna get on a flight. I'm gonna get to Nigeria. Mm. Cool. So, you know, I end up, you know, of course, get online, how do I get a visa to Nigeria? I sort that out. Bro, like, so I, was, I think I was supposed to leave, I think on a Monday. I get yeah. to the airport, serious issues. I couldn't fly out. I get yeah. to the airport on Tuesday, there's some serious issues. I think I only flew out like a day later than, so I, I got to Nigeria after the flight. He's like, oh, you finally made it. I'm like, well, yeah, yes, sir. You asked me to be here and I'm here. Sorry, I'm a bit late. We had some issues, no problem. 
And then at some point she's like, hey, come let, let's just let's just talk, right? Oh, sorry, I forget. In Durban, before oh. Nigeria, Durban, so one of so the guy who was doing connector, he got sick, bro, because of the time difference, right? So I'm rolling with the rest of the guys, man. I get a phone call from the client. He's like, wait, where are you? Because remember, bro, I'm the guy that just that's there, but it's not formal. Nobody knows where am I. <laughs> You're just like the volunteer of the I'm year. Just, I'm just there, bro. Right? Because yeah. I think that, that's how much I think I just I love serving. Mm-hmm. Um, right? So he's like, "Where are you?" I'm like, "Oh, sir, I mean, I'm with the other guys." He's like, wait, you mean you slept at the hotel with the other guys? I'm like, "Yes." He's like, "How did you guys make the arrangement?" I'm like, um, "Sir, we we guys." He's like, "You mean there's four of you in one room?" I'm like, um, "Yes, sir." He's like, <laughs> "You got me." I'm like, "Sir, it's it's it's, it's what we do." He's like, "I need your help." So when he says, I need your help, I'm thinking, I'm like, yes, he's like, well, so-and-so is not feeling too well. Um, he's helping me in the connector, but he's struggling. Um, would you mind getting your luggage and coming to help me in my connector? I'm just like, oh. I'm like, yes, sir. So, bro, I grabbed my, I even remember the hotel, bro. I'm, I'm rolling down the hallway. I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in the connector, but whatever it is, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, right? and I'm gonna do a good job at it because you always do. All I know is answer your phone when it rings. I'm like, that's good enough. If I can <laughs> stay 24 hours for the next three days and answer my phone, I'm sure I'll do a good job, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, you know, those teething problems and okay, what do I do? Do I, do I sleep? Do I really fall asleep? What if I miss my you know the phone call? Right? So, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, it's real, man. It's real. These are the things that nobody wants to talk about, right? Exactly, man. That's the because in our of industry, bro, everybody is just is the hard ass, you know, I can from a hundred yards person. You know, I've got to <laughs> face, I've been to jail, and I, you know, like, like I can ask everybody. I'm like, that's good and well, but that's not gonna get you face time with the client. Right. Yeah, it's not gonna keep you on the detail. Like it might, they might brag about you one time. And then after that, everything has to do with your relationship. <laughs> and, and, bro, bro, and I sometimes even that, even that, that reference to you, it's like, uh, that idiot beats somebody up. But you're like, wait, <laughs> do it. You're going to get hurt. <laughs> yep, yep. Real <laughs> talk, man. Is, Real right. talk. So, Real I, talk. Bro, so I find myself in the connector. We worked, you know, we worked an event. We, I think we get back, um, I think around 1 a.m. He's like, hey, can you organize me some food? I'm like, of course, sir. You know, I'm thinking it's 1 a.m. I call the hotel. I'm like, I need your help. You know, I ordered some sandwiches. So he's there, bro, eating. I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, hey, um, would you mind just coming to sit at the table and eat with me? I'm like, <laughs> I've been called from the servants' quarters into the king's court, bro. I'm like, this yeah. is what it's power, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm here. I'm like, it's happening. You know, like, I'm like, of course, sir. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you for the honor, you know. So we ate. I cleaned up his table. Uh, protect we do clean up tables afterwards right you know we're not just right bro so i clean up the table and he's like you're very helpful thank you i'm like thank you sir so that moment bro of just that service when he needed something in nigeria i was like his only reference point in africa to contact Right. right like respectfully he could not contact anybody else so i get to nigeria once again i find myself in the connect he's like wait what are you doing here Cause I think it dawned for him like, wait, actually, I don't really know this guy. He's like, <laughs> then I tell him my story, which is pretty much what I'm telling you. Right. And it's like, oh, it's like, okay, well then from here, I'm going to Israel. Can you come with me? I'm like, 
in my mind, I'm like, well, okay, at home, I told them I'm coming back like in two days. Israel is going to be another five days. I'm like, yes, sir. Okay, <laughs> that's how you do business. That's how you do business. He gets on the phone because he's like, hey, uh, when I take, you know, this guy with me to Israel, how much is the flight? He's like, okay, stick him in the, you know, stick him on our plane to Israel. Bro, next thing, I'm like, this rural boy who grow, grew up walking barefoot, herding cattle and goats, is like flying to Israel to do something. But at that moment, mind you, I had never been to an EP school, just, just by the way. Mm-hmm. I yeah. School. I haven't done anything formal. So right now, I've just been serving my way. Yeah, the bro. Yeah, they <laughs> serving. <laughs> I mean, yo, my man served his way into a, a career, into a position, man. That's bro, amazing. Next thing, I'm in Israel. I'm thinking, here I am. We work, you know, detail. And then next thing from Israel, it's like, look, like, it's just something about you, man. Like, everybody in the team just seems to gel with you. Yeah. Do you want to come to the US for a while? I'm thinking, what, what, what do you mean, do you want to come to the US? Like, you say that in my mind. I'm thinking, yeah. you say that next door. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so casual. Like, this isn't a big Bro, deal or something. He's like, well, look, I'm actually going for, like, you know, for some work in Hawaii. And, you know, then I'll be spending just, you know, one or two days just relaxing. Um, if you can come make it, you know, let, let, let me know. I'm like thinking, I've got to find a way to get to the US, right? And bro, see what, what, what like American citizens don't understand is how easy it is for you guys to travel the world because of, you know, because of the passports. Like for us here, bro, like it, South Africa, I think our passport, I think your passport is probably ranked in like the top three most favorable passports in the world. Okay. South Africa is like in the bottom, I think 20. Really? So every country, bro, we got to, well, I mean, not every country, except for like your small islands, but first world countries, we got to apply for visas. And that's a process, right? It's like, it's a serious process. You get interviewed, you get screened, like, and, and he doesn't care about that. He's like, can you get to the US? So mm-hmm. I can't have problems. Like, so well, my dog is going to be ill. I got to take it to the vet, visa decline. He doesn't care, right? So I'm like, you guys, so- hey, real quick. For everybody listening, y'all better be paying attention <laughs> to these little jewels my man's dropping because they are the truth, son. This is I like I'm just like this is a class right now in surviving in the game. How to climb, go access service, yo. Never don't say, say yes, say yes and figure it out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Say yes and figure it out, man. This is good stuff. This is good stuff, and it just shows the power of being humble and willing to do anything you want to get what it is you want in life. Because yeah. that detail, there was so much um, faith and like fluid intelligence. You had to be able to just flow <laughs> and figure it out. Fluid intelligence, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just fluid, man. We flowing. And then after a while, the crazy thing is you get so good at it that you just chill it. Like, like, and they're like, yo, 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 Godzilla's literally coming on the street. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. They're like, where are we going to go? I'm like, I don't know yet. Hold up. <laughs> and then you're like... <laughs> Take a left, take a left. Cool, we're good. <laughs> you know? And it's like, this is what we're doing. They're like, literally, hey, you want to go to the Canary Islands? Like now, you know, most EP dudes would be like, we're flying home. They'd be losing their minds. You know, we're just oh like, God. Oh, weird. Okay, we're going to land in the Canary Islands in 20 minutes. We won't have cell phone reception because we're uh, not into the towers yet. Uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> like, that was the game. You know what uh, I'm almost in tears because I know this is true. Yeah, I- man. And other things were like, when I just, you know, sometimes I tell people, I'm like, I cut out 98% because I'm like, you won't believe me. 
Yeah, you won't believe me. That's the thing. Like, I promise I you, you will no not believe, believe us what I'm telling you. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. And we would be sitting there in some crazy place doing something wild, and I'd be like, no one's ever going to believe me, man. Yo, pass the strip. <laughs> pass the strip. No one's ever going to believe us, homie. <laughs> And that's why, bro, I'm like, I'm like, no matter where life takes us, like, I'm like, I know we're going to meet, you know, sooner than later, we're going to do a lot of stuff together. But I'm like, like guys like yourself, other guys, I'm like, no matter where life takes us, if we meet in the middle of the desert in 20 years, bro, we'll always have that bond that's inseparable. (laughs) 100%. It's like a military bond. It's like being in the military again. Honestly, because it just is such a furnace of just proving constantly. Yeah. constantly proving constantly working hard constantly yeah. suffering together and winning together <laughs> you know yeah. and it just and it was like oh, living life man. in dog years and learning to drink out of a fire hose at the same time <laughs> you know? and it's like you come back you leave for like a month or something you come back 800 billion things have happened but at the same Everything time changed it's the same exact place at the same time <laughs> and you're like hey, I know I don't know anything, but I know I know these core things. So, you know. And, bro, and, and, and the tough thing is you are expected to know everything. Oh, yeah. So, so, bro, so here I am. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to the US. Okay. In fact, I'm going to Hawaii. Mind you, bro, I, I, I know nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that, I think that flight, bro, I think it was about 36 hours long. Wow. So, we, we left bro in in LA and I figured well of course I gotta connect for another six hours I've never been to LA it's intimidating oh yeah I mean that airport it's massive I'm thinking okay so there's nobody to help me I've got to find a way to, to sort this thing out okay where where must I check in I've got four hour turnaround time before my flight needs to so I get that like okay well I gotta check in my luggage They're like okay you gotta pay for your luggage I'm like hold up what do you mean they're like yeah you gotta pay for your luggage to connect I'm like okay they're like, well, we can't take South African money. You gotta, well, of course, you gotta exchange the money, but you don't take cash. And you gotta now find a way to put it in your bank. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Bro, I spent the, those four hours trying to sort out my currency issues in a foreign country. Everyone's just like, well, yeah, but okay, no, sorry, we can't help you. You gotta go there. I'm just like, so eventually I get to Hawaii, right? Somebody picks me up, who doesn't know me. They're like, he's waiting for you. I'm like, well, great so but he's been waiting for you i think i saw him for like five minutes like oh okay welcome well there's the guys see you tomorrow i'm like wait tomorrow i'm the guy you're like you flew me out from south africa to be with you he's like you're not not gonna hang out for a while like don't you care how i'm doing how's my how's my parents you know it's an interesting world where you have to learn that like the client is like this foundation of your environment and so you just like exist up here and you just, you just move off that you just move off of whatever's yeah. going on. And if you yeah. get too like self-important or you're not able to navigate the social in- interaction with the other person being the 100% primary or, yeah. you know, these foundational social dynamics are huge because you saw it like I did guys dropping like flies, you know, and the guys that were there, I think they were supposed to be there because we, you know, I started with a 13 And those guys were great agents. Oh, great. Some of the best agents. I still work with a lot of these dudes, man, because we can do anything. <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? We can take anything. We can solve anything. Yeah. 
it's like bring it whatever it is man and yeah. it's it's a brotherhood honestly um yeah but understanding those social dynamics because we saw guys come guys cooler than us better guys with better backgrounds than me you know bigger stronger faster navy yeah. whatever you know astronauts and stuff not literally we like all the accreditations like that guys. the guy that's sitting outside is longing for those guys had them all yeah they had all the exactly accolades yeah. and it just was like if you couldn't play the game and didn't have that fluid intelligence and the social dynamics and weren't sensitive enough to know which way the wind was blowing done training done training because because from that wind could blow <laughs> any direction you just gotta set sail and flow right right, right. <laughs> that's the only way yeah man so hold up so then you got to hawaii and then he was like you made it go be with the other guys basically yeah, and then, and then the you had to just be like, yeah 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 man. so you know we're in hawaii we worked i think for two nights and then it's like okay next day you know we're just gonna hang for a bit then it's like oh um well sandy um mm. well let's go hang out you know you and somebody else let's just go and just hang out by swimming pool i'm like oh okay i'm like yes sir but but for me, bro, in that moment, right, I'm still thinking, I'm still serving. I'm still at work. Now he's on vacation. That's the piece. That's the piece where a lot of guys mess up. I see this play out, take the yeah. new dude, put him in the pool. And actually, later on, this this uh, protective even told me, he's like, I like to take guys out of their environment, put them in the nice <laughs> environment. Watch and see how they are after they relax a little I'm, bit. I'm I'm yeah, yeah, man. And I'm sitting there like, wow, if you don't have the discipline in here, yeah. remain in your lane, remain professional. And I mean, I would say one of the most telling and aggressive interviews, job interviews I've ever had was actually on the same detail when he had yeah. me and uh, he had me and my, my wife come and uh, had lunch with him and the guy I was competing with his wife. Yeah. And so we're sitting there and he's like, watching the way that our family interaction happens watching the way everything's going down mm -hmm. and i remember sitting there like man this is so intelligent you know and of course yeah by the grace of god i have class and manners and understand how to act where i'm at and the other guy was just more of a tough guy and you know he's like would you mm -hmm. like some salad i'm like yes sir thank you don't touch my food till he touches it you know all oh, all did the you clothes, know some of the man. things i've eaten <laughs> okay, hold, on. hold on let me finish this one and what happens he hands my dude would you like some salad the guy's like i don't eat rabbit food and i was like you're done <laughs> no you know no, i was like no, you're done no, no. i'm sorry you're done like i was like i'm sorry that just happened like it's like, sad. Like, I'm the client you're gone <laughs> yeah man i was just like well thanks i guess man <laughs> and enough, man. lights out i just remember being like you know, it doesn't matter how cool you are. It doesn't matter how big yeah. and bad you are. What'll keep you in this game is understanding the social dynamics. But anyways, you were saying about what you were eating, what you've eaten. Bro, like, like I've had, I think, you know, of course, those, those same offers, you know, he's having something. I'm like, of course, yes, sir. yes, sir. And I'm thinking, what am I eating? Like, I will never leave home to have any of this, right? But because like what you said, he's the world that we were growing up we we got to understand that when I say yes, I'm being receptive to his offering and I'm not accepting the food, I'm accepting him as a person. Right. Right? Like, like this sort of validation that 
that, that now, or some sort of bond or whatever for better word that's happening in that moment, because even just for him to be on the table with you and eat with you, for him, it's like, okay, now come into my inner circle for that moment. But remember, it's still fine. Like tomorrow you might not be there, but for now you're here, enjoy here, right? And then if we have dinner tomorrow, don't expect to be here. If I don't call you, stay where you are, right? So, and, and I mean, I've said yes to, to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, and Go ahead. So that, that on a normal day or to anybody else, I'd be like, no, no, thank you. And then other person stand. But now because I'm an, uh, here, I understand that every interaction is still me reapplying for my job. This is so big, man. This is yeah. so big. This is this right here, what you just said is so big. And for me, kind of the way I, I put it to myself was any day could be your last day. You know, so don't forget what you're here to do. Just be very careful, be very deliberate. Yeah. We've seen it happen a million times. And and so every day we're selling security, always selling security. And I and I and I've mentioned it a billion times and I'll keep mentioning it. One of the biggest ways I see guys messed up is they let this stuff go to their heads, you know, and they yeah. start thinking, you know, oh, well, I'm the right hand, you know, it's like, nah, bro, you're the flavor of the month, homie. You're just the new shiny <laughs> thing. You know what I'm saying? These people get tired of Lamborghinis, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah exactly they they have a palette to appreciate fine security uh services you know what i'm saying you know so they know and i yeah. and i always would be like don't ever let it go to your head never think that you're special or irreplaceable remember mm. you're here to be professional above yeah. everything else and then remember i always say trying to spend time with the principal or the client it's like trying to have you know a pet lion because the reality is you know it might be nice with you you know it might be cute it might be cutting but at the end of the day it gets ending just like that yeah man you step on the tail you're done done you know and and i think those were the some of the values that helped me survive in that world you know that and yeah. make the play just make the play yeah. man make it happen make it a Truman yeah. show <laughs> that you know you know you know bro like 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 here uh i've worked with some amazing guys like i, I was really yeah. fortunate that when i got back you know got back home bro believe it or not actually through your instagram i met somebody <laughs> i think they just saw that now and then i think you would post something like if i comment maybe you'll be like pow or oh, yeah, yeah bro this guy's like wait like you kind of know Byron. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't say it. I was like, oh, okay, cool, great, man. I follow him on social media. I'm like, okay, awesome. He's like, where are you from? I'm like, no, man, I'm from, I'm from South Africa. He's like, he's like, bro, like, give me your number. Let's connect. So this guy calls me up, bro. We start calling. I think our first phone call lasted for two hours. We just connected like this. Outstanding. Right? That's beautiful. He's like, he's like, when in Joe work, um, you know, let's link up. Uh, but it so happened that he ended up in my city first, right? So he comes to Durban. Like, man, let's do a coffee together. We do a coffee. He takes a picture with his wife. I mean, sorry, shows it to his wife. His wife is like, I know Sandile. He was in my church like 10 years ago. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. what do you mean? She's like, he used to serve <laughs> like and do security at the church 10 years ago. But I meet this guy, bro, through your Instagram page, right? And this guy ends up like mentoring me right now. And I'm just like, what the heck is, is going on? Right. <clears throat> and I think there's something else to be said for what happens um, uh, when proper planning meets opportunity. Uh, yeah. Because this whole thing that you 
you know, by the grace of God created uh, is happening because you put yourself in the position um, by being willing to serve, you know, and even for me, the way I got in the industry was, you know, I felt like, you know, my guiding light, I felt like God told me, Hey dude, go bounce at this, uh, you know, bar and I'm going to make you a bodyguard. And I was like, okay. You know, and I had to go and do it, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> a woman at the time was like, you're not going to be a bouncer. Like, no. And God didn't tell you to do that. You're crazy. I'm like, look, yeah, yeah. trust me just this one time. Yeah, no, I was just like, look, like, I know what that voice is. It saved my life. I just got back from Iraq. Like it saved my life multiple times. I was like, and I, and I said some Jesus stuff, which was, I didn't even think about it at the time. All I said to her was like, look, I'm going to do this. And all I ask is that when it happens, as I said, it's going to happen, just believe, you know, and, and then three months later, homie, I'm on a, I'm getting interviewed on Rodeo Drive. I'm in the back of a Bentley. I don't even, I don't want to put my feet on the ground because it's fur, like meat <laughs> fur on the ground. Down. And I'm like in the back of the car, like somebody put, oh, they dropped their jacket down here, you know, like I'm trying to be cool. I walk up to, you know, the, the jewelry store, there's no handle on the door because you can't get in unless you're special. I'm like trying to knock on the door and open the door for my job interview. Everyone's just staring at me. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, then the door opens and then I, you know, the whole thing happens and boom, you know, the world explodes for me. Um, but I just remember being like, how did I get here? I listened yeah. and I was willing to serve and I was willing to be yeah. faithful with little things. And here we are now on a podcast and all these amazing things yeah. that happen and never thinking that you're too good to do anything and just just controlling what you can control prioritize execute like you being willing to go save up your money and i remember you mentioning like in passing like very humbly like you know like yeah you know like i'm gonna find a way to meet you guys here or there and i'm like okay what do you mean find a way right, like, find, yeah exactly find a way like we got okay well, I hope you're gonna be there, bro. You know, we, you're my, you're, you're our <laughs> South Africa guy. Like, you gotta be there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, just make sure you're there, bro. You know, at the airport again. <laughs> you know, and I remember those days, man. And the fact that you were doing all that stuff, all that faith, you're able to walk through all those doors. And yeah. I'm so proud of you, man. And it reminds me of what even now, you know, to this day, you know, it doesn't go away. Like, even with the things that I create, you got to be a little bit afraid. It's got to take yeah. a little bit of faith. It's got to be right outside your comfort zone. Otherwise, you're not growing. You know what I'm saying? And that is what I've learned, man. And that is kind of the aim for how yeah. men that are going to do something have to walk. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if I ain't afraid, then I need to I need to find a bigger dragon. Um, yeah. uh, like, uh, it's almost like I've got to find a way to be afraid. Yeah. Like if I'm not afraid, okay, well, I've been there, I've conquered that mountain, like, okay, now let's yeah. get on, on onto the bigger mountain, right? Yeah. So, like, like I think even, even that, that afraid story, so through, the, you, know, the, the, you know, the guy, he ended up being my self-proclaimed mentor to this day, I still call him my mentor. Mind you, the guy older than me, right? Because he, I mean, he served just like yourself, you know, he still served. Um, his special forces work for amazing details. It's like, so we connect. It's like, bro, like, I just like you. Um, he's like, well, there's a team I'm currently running in Joburg. So if I've got anything, I'll let you know. If you want to come through part of the team, let me know. I'm not like, great. So, bro, he calls me up. The first time I go there, it was probably one of the most intimidating moments in my life. Really? Because 
all bro okay, i get the because remember right my previous background is to say at most it's like a four-man team right right on a on a normal day it's two vehicles when you when you when you lack on it you know but the normal day-to-day operation it's, it's one car to the client yeah, maybe something. small unit small unit small units, figure it out within your team you know and, and, and you're doing things that are outside of your normal so-called ep right, right. because now you may be taking the wash which you know some ep guys are too proud to do you know you've got to fill you know the vehicle you've got to go to the to the grocery shop um grocery store uh with yeah. them but so, so those small things so i get on this team bro first up it's like three three vehicles like properly kitted out security vehicles nice. i roll up it's like 10 dudes two dudes have just got rifles i'm just like hold up i've never done anything like this <laughs> right yeah. So my duty is like, hey guys, meet Sandila, meet everyone's like, cool, let's work. I'm like, sure thing, let's do this, right? So we worked the detail. He started, you know, calling me up almost like every single time they're working. And after a while, we're just like, wait, bro, who is this dude? Like, he's got no military training. Like, we didn't, because all of those guys, most of it, I think, like eight of them served the state together. Right. So got a history of working together for like 20 years they're like wait like we all know each other we all meet each other at the shooting range once a month we've served you know this this dignitary in south africa this ambassador like who's this dude right and i remember the one time i'm sitting in the car uh and we had a female a female protector with us amazing sweet lady great lady. she's like oh so which units did you serve in i'm like um I'm a corporate guy. She's like, what? <laughs> so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's- I'm like, I'm a corporate guy. I'm like, yeah. I come from corporate. Like my whole background is customer service and sales. But yes. you know, the call to be in the industry, when I responded to that, I'm like, these are my strong points, customer service and sales. So yes. every client, my first instinct is, give him a custom a customer service experience mm-hmm. that he forget in in whatever it is that, that that i need to do whatever activities is asking him i remember i was with a client and he was like no no no, i'm gonna drive myself today it's nothing fancy no, yeah. so he's driving bro and he wants to communicate with somebody um via text mm-hmm. so he's like just hold my phone i'm gonna say something and you're gonna take, you know, t- uh, type it out for me. I'm like, okay. So he's saying it, but as he's saying this, it's almost like he's angry because he's fighting with this person, right? So I take what he's saying and I, and I tone it down and I kind of change the wording. He's like, okay, you read it back to me just to make sure. I read it to him, he's like, that's a great message. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm like, he said, I did something good. Yes. So, so for me, bro, it's, it's through those small customer service interactions that I've really with clients or grown on clients and kept being called by guys because sometimes my dude will be like, bro, like you, the guy that's willing to do the things that nobody else wants to do. You want to take the car to the wash. You want to check that the, the, the car is prepped. You care that has a client eaten. Like, okay, when we get there, I'm going to be the guy who's going to be speaking to, to the waitress, making sure everything is good. I'm like, yeah, because 
I'm that guy because I know that unlike everybody else, I don't have, I think, the, the five stars of I served in Iraq for long. You know, I served the president, I served the ambassador. So it's almost like I gotta do what I'm great at, which is customer service, and make sure that that becomes part of what the team's overall vision is, which is to protect the client. But beyond that now, let's also serve the client. While everybody says he's being, he's being the hard person, I'm the guy who's gonna run to the kitchen. I'm the guy who's gonna and I'm the guy who's gonna do the small things, maybe hand them over to the team leader. So the client doesn't even know most of the times that I'm running around doing the small things, but the work is getting done at the end of the day. Right. And it makes the value of the team and the team's deliverables more valuable to the client hundred yeah. percent because it makes them, they stay proficient at their goal, whatever their calling is. And it, it yeah. makes everything a higher quality experience, 100%. And that, yeah, I think that's the secret sauce, man. That is the secret yeah. sauce. And I, I see it a lot, you know, guys ask me like, well, I don't have a military background. I don't, you know, I wasn't law enforcement or military. So can I still get in this industry? I'm like, absolutely. Uh, and in fact, the other thing you said too, that I think is huge. There's so many guys at the top of the game, man, that don't have military law enforcement background. Um, the other thing I think you said that was huge is your service background. You're like, I'm a corporate guy, you know, and it's, it's, perfect because one of the things I help guys with in my program when they're looking at their resumes and I'm trying to coach them into the industry is yeah. if you have a background in management or service this is huge as an employer because then I know you'll have a higher probability of being able to give my client a good experience because yeah. that's already in you yeah. you know that yeah. service aspects in you and so put that on your resume put it on there this way things like that man because it really does make a huge, it makes all the difference. The guys that couldn't do this weren't around as long. Um, yeah. What would you say was the hardest lesson you've learned in the field? I questions at you. I think it's two, right? Yeah. One is the client is always right in our field. Right or wrong, yep. And number two is don't tell them everything. <laughs> <laughs> say just enough say just, just say, enough say just enough and keep it short like get straight to the point if you ask a question answer it and and get over it don't don't bring it up again three minutes later and say oh sir but remember you said no it's done like like right. always write live in the moment do what needs to be done and then move on right because all the extra stuff that people be adding in there to sound smarter, it opens them up to vulnerabilities. Those are handles. Those no, are more handles. No. And the next thing and you know, I'm that client's got you mistake. like this. Yeah. And then you have to like try to, you, know, you have to try to get straight again, straighten it yeah. out again, man. You know? and, and, and with that one, but remember, I made this mistake. A client asked something and I knew a bit enough about the topic and I started going on. He's like, oh, I didn't know you're an expert in this field. I'm like, now you're an expert. <laughs> okay. Right. You know? So just say enough and, and move on. Yeah, 100%. No, I like that, man. Um, let's see here. What would you say is probably your proudest moment in the field? Bro, my proudest moment happened literally about three weeks ago. Oh, outstanding. It's good when bro, they keep going, man, when they keep going. Bro, like my proudest moment. So um, there's, there's another Facebook group that I'm part of. Um, yeah. 
Like a local South African security group. You're part so, of another Facebook group, another executive protection. <laughs> executive protection. Well, th there's enough for everybody to go around. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Right. Executive Protection Lifestyle Facebook group, y'all. Make sure you get Guys, in there. Guys, that's the one. Like, that, that's the real deal, right? Because the real deal. And, it's more than and, just and, a job. And, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's a lifestyle, bro. And it translates into everything that you're doing. So I'm group, bro. And, and I'll be honest with you. Like, sometimes what, what I do in the group is, like, I take stuff that you put some, somewhere else. I'm like, whoa, you know, uh, guys, check out this link. You know, my homeboy said nice. this. Right? So... And I, and I used to say some stuff and a, uh, um, somebody contacts me on my DM and Facebook, like, man, like, are you based? I always see the security stuff that you're all about. Like, give me a call. Maybe I want to use a service. So I call this guy. Um, a day later, I'm sitting in a mansion in Durban. He's like, man, like, I think my dad needs security. I'm like, why? So we start talking. This is a, this is a Thursday. He's yeah. like, okay, about that. look, on Saturday in two days time, we've got a function about two hours from Durban. And uh, we're a bit concerned, but we don't know anything really. Um, we just, we've decided we need five guys. I'm like, okay, you know, we, we can do that. So I gather my team, we work, we work the detail, end up being for two days. We come back bro, to Durban, about two, three days later, one of the guys who were on the team, they're sitting in a bar about 45 minutes away from Durban, having a conversation with an old friend. And it's like this. Yo, how you been, man? You know, how's the lockdown treating you? He's like, I said, my guys, I like, know it's good, man. You know, been getting a bit of work. Uh, like, I'm back in the game. So, and it's like, no, we just, you know, worked with a client for a while. Uh, we just did a trip to the South Coast. And he leaves it like that. So, the dude in the bar is like, in the South Coast? He's like, yeah, man. And then the dude is like, wait, were you working on so-and-so's detail? So, my guy is like, yeah, this week gets crazy, bro. They do random dude in the bar, Baron. I promise you, he's like, oh man, like a hit was sent for that client. When our guys went to do the hit, they saw five security dudes around the perimeter, bro, and they described us exactly how we were. They're like, oh no, we saw there was a dude dressed like there's a dude dressed like there's a, there's a tall dude. Bro, at that moment, my guy is telling me this like two weeks later. He's like, oh, just by the way, do you know that we actually, we actually stopped something that was going to happen if we were not going to be there, right? I tell my client this. I'm like, bro, urgent. I need to see you tomorrow. He's like, tomorrow I'm traveling. I'm like, okay, I'm at home. I'm coming there right now. I go to his house. I'm like, did you know that this is what's happening in your life, right? And he goes pale. He's yeah. like, I've had an idea, but I didn't know the reality of it. Wow. And at that moment, I'm like, here we are. We did not, I'm like, for the, I'll be honest, for the first time in my career, we actually stopped something and, we've, and there's tangible proof that if we were not there, this was going to happen. Wow. So, yeah, and, and that's literally the proudest moment of my life, man, three weeks ago, knowing that if, if, if we were not there, the client probably at worst would have been dead, you know, right. best case of lying in hospital. 
Yeah, and that I think is a reality of our game that's so important for people to keep in mind because it's very easy to get sucked into the administrative requirements, the social requirements, all the different things yeah. that we have to like manage while we're on the detail that sometimes you can forget to keep your head up. You can forget why you're really there. You can forget that you're there because people have a threat level on their lives, yeah. which motivates them to invest as much money as they're motivated to invest yeah. in their safety. And so maintaining that, even though you go to work every day and nothing happens, maintaining that posture, staying ready to react or be proactive, you know, realizing that this is why it's more than just a job. This is why it's a lifestyle. Because in that moment, the only thing that's going to carry you through a combative situation, if you get a chance to fight, is going to be your habits and your skill sets, those hard skills, you know? So it's, yeah, it's, you know, I think especially just a word to all the guys out there that have been on the grind forever that are on the grind. Remember why you're out there. Remember that when you put your yeah. shoes on, you're writing a blank check that you might have to cash that day, you know, and yeah. pay the ultimate price. Um, because what we do, yeah, it's cool. It's fun. It's beautiful. But the reality is we are combatants and we are voluntarily putting ourselves in a combative situation possibly at any time. Yeah. You know, that's a really and, good and, one. And, it's so and how easy, many, bro, the other thing, dude, that. is how many times has that happened that we didn't get confirmation? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times has the, the Reaper just flown over, overhead, yeah. and we just had no idea that he was, like, at the door, and he was like, hmm, not today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we'll never know. Yep. We'll never know. You, you never know. And, and in fact, a friend of mine asked me about this two days ago. He's like, he's like, man, you, you, you know, you always like, you just say, Chris, he's like, have you actually saved somebody's life? I'm like, yep, three weeks ago. I can actually say, because of what we did it with it, we actually saved somebody's life. But for the past, what, five years, I haven't been saving somebody's life every day. Right. But I've been offering a service, which is why I've been working, right? But I can say now we actually saved somebody's life. And, and it's a really problem, bro. That's huge, man. That's huge. How has COVID-19 impacted uh, things in your part of the world and the security you know, industry out there in South Africa? Bro, it's been, look, it's been really, really tough because when everything went on lockdown, initially mm -hmm. only like officials were working. So mm -hmm. literally sitting at home and most of us um, in the industry work when clients leave home. There's very few guys who are with clients as to say 24 um, seven. And, and that's just the reality, I think, of, of this industry. So it, it, bro, it, it, it was bad. Like it was really, 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 really bad. Uh, yeah. But then now things are slowly opening up. I think clients are also just getting that confidence to, to move around, even though there's still restrictions. But I think what it did then for, for, for me is it, it, it enabled me, I think, to tap into another aspect of the industry. Like right now, uh, I partnered with a friend of mine um, based in Durban, and he's got a security company. He's been around for about seven years, but he's been focused more on the actual like physical guarding element of it, you know, escorting of high available cargo and all of that. And I said, look, my core and what I really love is EP, but because of what's happening right now, how can I be of service in your company, right? And I found myself now being active, not so much EP to be honest with you, because there was no EP happening. Um, but I'm like, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm driving um, to sites. I'm talking to guys on the ground. Now I said to myself, because EP right now in South Africa is a bit slow, 
the industry is so vast. How can I grow right. while not doing EP within the industry? Mm. And, and I find myself doing things I've never done my, my whole life. You know, I'm so fact, like, this is a valuable question. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm doing shift work, you know, 12 to 12. I'm just, I mean, 12, I'm just like, uh, I don't like this. I'll be honest with you. It sucks. But mm -hmm. guess what? I'm growing as a person. I'm learning. I'm building thick skin that now when I'm rolling with a client and he wants to work a 10 hour day, I'm like, huh, bro, I've been working 12 hours, six days straight. Right. Right. So, so for me, yes, the industry went down. But personally, what it did is it, it, it gave me an avenue to grow in, in to grow within the industry, even though mm -hmm. it's not specific, but to grow now as an entrepreneur in the yeah. business. Outstanding. Yeah. And that, that the beautiful thing about that is it's a decision to take a perspective yeah. that will give you and, and, and to choose beliefs and meaning in your situation that will then help you come out of that situation uh, more powerful, more intelligent, yeah. more capable, you know, because a yeah. lot of people just get bogged down in the, oh, this isn't what I want to do. This sucks. And then they stop right there. You know, like mm -hmm. I always say, if you can find uh, the purpose within the pain, you can unlock the potential in the process. It's what we do when we lift weights. You know, we do it because we understand the purpose of it. And then we unlock the potential in that process yeah. and then we get better and then we're more valuable, right? So it's like, you're sitting here, you're looking at all the pieces on the board and it's a psychological decision to be like, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to grow from this. Yeah. And I'm going to apply myself to this. And then the same like magical principle happens as you're faithful with what you have, you end up getting more, you know, it's that magic. <laughs> it's the game. Bro, it, you see, that principle, bro, it's, it's so true because especially yeah. in our industry where everybody is an alpha male, right? Everybody. Like, like, like I've met guys, uh, bro, who rather stay at home and not work because the clients can't meet their perceived um, rates for the day. Wow. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, what do you mean? So if you say, Eva, you're like, well, my daily rate is $200, right? The client is like, bro, I've got $150. Like, no, you can't afford me. I'm like, wait, so, so you would rather stay at home for one week instead of working for that week because your perceived value is X amount and the clients can't afford it. And, and guys don't stay at home. And not work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh. Walking through all the doors, man, it's a big one, especially when you're trying to build something, you know, like when you're trying yeah. to come up in the game, I tell guys all the time, you know, walk through all the doors because yeah. really I, I feel, I find, and I think you, something you've validated through the things you've said is relationships. That's what's really yeah. going to get you going here. So like, yeah, you might mm -hmm. take a day rate that's beneath what you want to get paid, but who are you going to meet when you're on that, when you're on that, on that 100%. Who are you going to be able to show the quality of your work product to? That's going to be able to pull you up to another level or put you on the next thing. Bro, and, and, and with that, like, I remember I worked a, a static detail. So remember I told me that at some point I was training people at the gym, right? Yeah. So I meet somebody that he becomes a client and a good friend of mine. He moves to Joe work. And then you can see I'm doing security now, really. A friend of his is an event organizer in Joe work. If the friend is like, look, I've got an event and I need security. This guy calls me like, look, come to Joburg, somebody needs security. I'm thinking, okay, great. And I go there, I tell them, you know, what the daily rates would be. The guy's like, I've got no budget. Like, you the last thing on my mind. This is how much I can offer. I'm like, I'll take it, right? At that event, so we worked a static event, nothing fancy. Yeah, yeah. Towards the end of the event, bro, 
I meet the actual event owner, like the guy who's hired the event organizer. Nice. Like, hey man, like, are you working with that team? I'm like, yes, sir. Like, you know, those are my guys. He's like, okay, well, give me your number. Maybe one day we work. Bro, from that oh. static, that, 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 that guy's become a personal client. <laughs> but I made it something I did not want to do, but I had to do it to survive, right? right. Now he calls me like, guys, let's roll. I just need four guys for the day. Here's two vehicles. Here's our schedule, one, two, three, four. Um, hey, Sunday, I come to Joburg. We're working. I'm doing this. This is my plan, right? But I met that guy literally in the gutters, but I had to be in the gutter first to meet him. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the game. That's the game, yeah. man. You had to be in the gutter to meet him, and then you had to be working, doing a good job, a good enough job for all the, the guys. Yeah, in the gutter, <laughs> you know, in that gutter working, doing a good enough yeah. job for him to look, survey the land, and then you stand up. And you know how it is, like, you know, you're not the biggest, baddest, best dude. So no. it's your heart, it's your effort, it's what you're doing, yeah. it's the way you're doing it. Same with me, like, yeah. I'm not the biggest, baddest dude, but to be able to have people come to you and be like, hey, you know, let's have this guy do it. That comes from that energy of having a servant's heart, man, and being yeah. diligent and, and rendering a good product, you know, faithful with what you have. That's good stuff, man. That's the message right there. <laughs> no, I love it. With the little, bro. Yeah, man. No, I love it. That's good stuff. Um, what? So nowadays, moving forward, man, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? What are you trying to build? What are you looking for? Bro, look, um, right, I mean, my, let's say maybe midterm um, plans so of like three years is actually I want to open my own EP school, man, in Durban. Nice. Because what I've realized, um, and I'm not saying this with my face, bro, is the value that like your podcast has. Mm. I think all my life specifically, like I've met guys you've had on your podcast. I've never spoken to them. I've, I've you know, but the stuff they say, and I go, I follow them. I mean, guys like, guys like Yusuf. Like, like I yeah. live left of back, but I first heard about that on your podcast. Guess what I did? I went to the book, right? I got the book when I, when I heard about it. Um, uh, um, Gift of Fear, I heard about it yeah. there, book. Uh, you know, there's a couple of others as well, like Elijah's, uh, you know, book. I heard about it there, I put yeah. the book. And, and then I realized that through guys like that, for example, how much the industry, like, in America, it's so massive. The schools are like awesome. Like, like I'll go, I'm just like, we don't have this in South Africa, mm-hmm. right? But I'm connecting with guys, I'm like, guys, I'm looking to do this in South Africa. Uh, would you be keen, you know, to, to, to help me out one day? I think I'll reach out to you one day. I'm like, bro, like this thing is set up. Would you be interested in coming through, right? So, so I'm like, right, my, my midterm now is to bring, I think I've been, I've been blessed, bro, to, yeah be where i've been mm. to do the work that that i've done you know with minute with no military experience you know with no hard ass connection or anything like that right i've mm. been very fortunate that when i talk to guys it's just like are you serious so and i didn't realize that right that yeah. the, the experience that i have i think has given me almost such nice rapport locally i'm just like okay, well now let me start connecting with guys locally and let's find a way for me to share this and the people who walk the walk and saying, guys, let's build something locally that can connect the South African security industry with the rest of the world. Yeah. So that's 
that's my aspiration, man. And then secondly, obviously, I think to tap into now more the corporate side of, of the industry, um, because in South Africa, once again, the normal person work for like massive corporates, like your banking sectors and, and things like that. They don't realize, as to say, they need for security because our industry here, because of our history, it's still very a hard, like ex-military service. Um, that now I'm like, but there's another way to approach a corporate guy. I can't approach him and say, hey, by the way, somebody wants to kill you. The guy's like, I've been driving home for the past 30 years. I've been driving myself to the office, doing my own thing. So now my language now has changed into, now how do I add value to the customer's operation without me being this hard security guy? Like, can I show him a financial value in having security, you know, and then I came up with something, I call it like a security concierge matrix. I mean, it's right. nothing fancy, but I said, well, if you are a client and your perceived value is maybe, I don't know, you say in an hour to sit with me, to consult with me, I charge you $300. I say, well, sir, okay, so $300 of your time. So you're saying in an hour, you are worth $300 in essence, right? So if you drive to work for an hour, you are losing access to $300 worth of time, right? If you go fill up your car in a month, you probably spending an hour, you know, moving around between fueling stations. So that's another $300 worth of your time. I did a calculation. I said, if you go to a car wash, bro, like twice a month for 90 minutes, in a year, you're spending 33 hours of your time just stuck in a car wash, yeah. right? Also, now let's look at that time factor. Let's convert it in US dollars. So you are spending so much time, so much value, currency of your time doing this small thing that you don't have to do, right? With our EP program or EP team, whether it's two guys or whatever it is, we can actually take those things away from you and give that time back to you. Now you can actually use those 33 hours to do more business while we go to the car wash. You can use the 33 hours to put time back into family, make sure your lifestyle is better. So instead of you now doing this thing that you don't want to do, but you have to do them, with our team and our services, we will do those small things for you, right? right? So, so now I'm just literally, bro, just having conversations. Mm. And, and, and I'm trying to build like a fresh client base. Like I say to right. myself, I don't want to take anybody from somebody else. Right. I want to get fresh. Never had the service. I'm like, I'll come work with you for two days for free. Just let me, let me give you a teaser. Let me give you a trial version right. of what this actually does. Bro, we did that once with the client. He fell asleep in the back of the car, right? So, so in Perfect. shock, he wakes up. He's just like, he's like, wait, two days. Like, I feel good. Like, this is what you guys do. I'm like, yes, sir. We give you a peace of mind. He's like, Bro, like if I'm ever doing anything, I'm calling you guys again. I'm just like, that's, that's what we do. He's never had this. He's never seen us shooting at the shooting range, but the service, you know, the simple thing, the opening of the door, yes, sir. Oh, I'll grab, you know, I'll grab your packets. I'll grab the bag. You're going banking. Okay, great. I'll do this. So that service element. So right now I'm just literally through friends of friends, I'm having conversations and building a fresh client base that I know that maybe in three, five years time, when they actually see now the need for hard security, 
they have no choice but to call me because I've been having conversations with them for the past three to five years. Planting seeds. Yeah, man, that yeah. was good stuff. And yeah. I know in the, the, what you're talking about is being able to help them stay productive and happy, you know, and yeah, uh, they call some of this stuff, there's ways to track it, you know, key performance indicators where it's like, so this is how we put money back in your pocket because the reality is we don't make money for the client. So it's like, well, what are we paying for? And I actually dropped a, a field note on this this morning, actually talking about this exact same thing because you know how it is. You've been there with me. About every Christmas, the uh, the accounters, the bean counters start looking at the numbers and they're like, where can we trim the fat? And they start trying to cannibalize the EP team, right? Yeah. Um, and so- but what do these guys do? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what are these guys even doing anyway? So, you you know, writing down and tracking the amount of hours you drive for the client, writing down and tracking the amount of hours, you're doing different things for the principal or the client, um, helps you be able to, at the end of that year, say, hey, or quarterly, these are how many hours we've put back in the client's, uh, yep. pro of productivity we've put back in the client's hands. These are how many hours, This is these are the things we've done. And, you know, this is how much money we've saved. Uh, or even generated by being able to keep you guys on task with our deliverables. Um, it's good stuff. You're in the, the you're 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 100 in the right direction, man. You're you're paving the way out there. And when you get your school up, man, uh, any way I can help, 100. I'm in. Um, I'm also with my digital school looking for on ground, uh, high quality schools to be able to join uh, forces with. So you can do my guy in South Africa, my man, you know, we do it run through the digital stuff. You run them through the on ground stuff. The other thing yeah. is, you know, with the amount of experience we got from that time, you know, I didn't go to a school until like seven years into the industry. Um, and then when I was at the school, even, you know, I was kind of like, well, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is really easy compared to what I've been doing, you know? Um, and it, it, uh, and it was a great school, don't get me wrong, but I just remember being like, man, this is not the EPI I, I knew. And ours yeah. is more like a guerrilla warfare, ultra fluid, one to two men, small unit, figure it out, you know, no big formations or any diamonds or squares or any of that. Yeah. Um, it's really, it was just really, really a different guerrilla warfare type of way of doing things. That's why I call my product the training day. Cause you remember this, you get a new guy, new guy gets in the chase and it's like, Hey homie, there's your training day. This is how you survive. This is what it's really like. Forget about your little idea you had about how this, just forget about it. This is what it's really like. It's not like this. Yeah. It's like this homie. This is exactly it what is it's like. like this. Just, just bro. I, I think my famous words is just trust me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Trust me, do what I do, say what I say, you can have what I have. The second you think you're too smart, you're gonna be done. It's gonna be over. You know, I remember just 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 trust me and roll with me. I got you. Um, because that's how the private security is, the private industry yeah. is. Your client can fire you for wearing the wrong shirt, you know. <laughs> but you, you know, gum at the wrong time. I've seen these things. Yo, yeah. does he smell like a mechanic? Uh, I don't think so, sir. It smells like a mechanic. Get him out of here. Done. So, you know, like that happens. Like Christian West said it can be one of the most unfair industries in the world. Yeah. Guys yeah. that I would go to war with at my side, you know, don't make it because of all these things we've discussed. Social. So, I mean, I think, I think there's a term. I think you call it social. Social dynamics, man. Some, something like that. Social dynamics, you know. And, and and cultural equity, 
you know yeah these are some really important things man that's it's it's i i learned even more about you and the sacrifice <laughs> during this conversation man i could sit here and talk with you all day um and i really sandile you've dropped us so much wisdom during this thanks bro during appreciate this it. interview my man uh it's good to catch up and it's good to be here you know in these positions because you know where i come <laughs> from i know where you come from i've watched your struggle you've seen me struggle and, you know now you got your thing going you're doing your thing you know and i got my thing going so it's a beautiful yeah. beautiful yeah beautiful time, but but i think bro i think the way things are i think are shaping up yeah uh, i think i'm I'm gonna see you. I think sooner than later. I'll be honest with you. I've I've been actually been the one kind of like almost avoiding it, um, you know, because I'm just trying to set up my own thing locally. Yeah. Um, you know, like well, I'm just like just I just I just need about a year. Just like just give me a solid year to to really establish trying to establish. But you know, with that, I, I still keep very open contact lines. You know, I still make contact and and, and all of that, bro. Because for for me, um, what what last in our industry bro it's it's that it's that it's that um the, the personal touch because most guys they fall out of the detail they you know they never contact anybody on the detail they never even 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 if they were in direct contact with the client it's not like hey sir just happy birthday sir merry christmas that's just like well we don't we no longer work together and you and, and we're done but little do they know that that that's still a human being right you just being there, taking those 10 seconds, be like, happy birthday, sir, if you know his birthday, or oh, Merry Christmas, sir. If he needs something at that moment, he sees who really cared for him, not just right. for the job. Right, yeah, and it's humanizing. Oh. And it's professionally yeah. humanizing too, it's right. It's those, those things that are still in the lane of professionalism that show you're paying attention and they're human, those are the, those are the shots you wanna take, you know? Yes. Yeah. I love it, man, that's good stuff. Do you have anyone in your neck of the woods that you would recommend to be on the podcast? Because I'm trying to branch out. I want more international guests, you know? You, you, you know, bro, the, I, I, I've literally got somebody like my mentor in mind, right? But yeah. the, the thing is with the industry in South Africa, and, and I think this is one of the things that I'm trying to do, is become mm -hmm. more vocal about the industry. Like, guys, this is what we do. Because right. one person in the street has no clue. Like in our industry, it's still the shh, like, hush, hush, don't tell anybody what you do, man. Like, if somebody okay. asks, you know, just tell them you, you know, you're, you're, you're a fitness guy at the gym. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a close person agent. This is what I do. And through that, bro, Byron, do you know how many people I've met who just like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Um, and, and so through, um, right now, I'm just trying to have conversations to really get the industry out there i mean i'll reach out to, you know i'll reach out to the guy um i'll definitely reach out to him like look bro like you know baron would like to have you um you know on, on on board to the podcast but most guys are still like hey man like um i don't know yeah no i get it <laughs> silent professional thing i have to overcome it all the time there's much there's like a there are so many people I need to still interview for this podcast and I'm just like making the rounds, not fast oh enough. Cause I know they're sitting there and they're like, yo, how come Byron never hit me up to be on his podcast, man? I know they're sitting there like, you must not like me. Bro. Yeah, I mean, there's, I'm just doing the best I can. Cause 
one of the things I was afraid of when I started this thing is like, man, I'm gonna run out of guests. I'm gonna run out of content. But it's like, no, there are so many amazing people in this industry that are just in the corners of the world that are just doing a great job that have so much to give, you know? So finding them and teasing them out amongst even the rock stars, there's a bunch of rock stars I haven't gotten to that have a lot to yeah. give too. So it's, it's, it's awesome, man. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, 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 and I think bro, if, if you ever feel like, I think you, you're running out of steam, bro, just man, like I'll, I'll tell you like during our hard lockdown, yeah. well, I'm not at home right now. I mean, during our hard lockdown, bro, I had a, a book, um, like if yeah, like like A4, like A4 size book, bro. Like during a hard lockdown, I would literally get in front of my laptop, go on your YouTube channel, watch a podcast, and take notes. Man. Like like every, I was like every day I'm going to school from this right? podcast. Oh yeah, bro, I've got a notebook. It's an and, awesome honor, man. Right, and, and and then I'll sit, I'll go through them, I'm like, okay, I don't really understand this. Okay, maybe you know, let me park this. I'll. I'll you know, maybe somebody else would mention it, you know, then I'll get back to it. Like, and, and I literally, I'll take notes, bro, because I'm just like, there's so much value in, in what you do. And you will never know it. Like, like, like you will, bro, like, like the end of the world that you reach, bro. I think I told you the one time I went for a training course in Serbia. Really? Yeah. And I met a lady there. I don't know how you ended up in conversation. It's just like, uh, no, I'm part of this, you know, this page on, on Instagram. Um, on on Facebook. Facebook, and I follow this guy on Instagram. You know, it, you know, EP lifestyle. I'm just like, you follow one page, you know. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's my dude. She's like, you know him. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, you have no idea how much value he's added to my life. Man, wow. So, bro, like, if you ever feel like you're running out of steam. Just, just grind it out, man. Call somebody you've had before. I mean, there's, there's always more. Yeah, like, there's always more. You can, you know, talk to the same person about a totally different topic. So just don't, man. Like, we need this in the industry, man. Just don't stop. Outstanding, brother. That that means a lot, man. That's good stuff. That's it's always good, especially coming from someone that knows you too, man. That means the world, brother. I appreciate that. Um, good stuff, man. What would you say about? Let's see here. Last few closing questions. Favorite quote, favorite mantra, saying. Favorite quote. Um, I forgot who said it, but it says the problems we face now cannot be solved at the same level we're at when we created them. Yes, I love that quote. For yeah. me, bro, it's uh, you know, and in short, it just says, look, if there's a problem, you you gotta level up to sort it out. Like you can't be in the same mindset if if you the problem out. Yeah. Hundred percent. And I think one of the big, you want a higher quality life, got to make higher quality decisions. You want to make higher quality decisions. You need higher quality information. You know, like for one of the things that grew me up real quick is when I got in the Marine Corps, I was like, I'm not that smart. Like I need to, like, I'm just not that smart. Like I need to be able to get smarter. And it was like yeah. audiobooks. It's like, well, if I can listen to someone who solves problems up here, you know, who is the leader in this industry, who's you know, this guru that has these, this solved higher quality problems, I can yeah. digest and integrate their intelligence. And then all of a sudden this problem I'm dealing with down here in my twenties is like a slow Tuesday, you know? And I can listen to like 18 of these guys inside of a, a couple months and really yeah. have a completely elevated perspective, perspective dictates performance. Um, and I can perform a hundred times better. And I can then be honored by having to solve higher quality problems, you know? Yeah. And that's the and, game. And 
And the crazy thing, bro, is those problems that you're solving, you find that you're solving some of them doing EP work, but they're not EP related. Yeah. But you've got a psychological ability now. You've got even the mental and the emotional ability to solve those problems. 100%. Yeah. The war, EP, it's weird. Like your vocation in life, a lot of the principles cross, they took completely crossover. Because then, you know, the stuff we dealt with just made it so that when normal life stuff happens, you're just kind of like, eh, you know, it's like, this is like low stress. I can move at my own speed. You know, it's like, okay, cool. We'll figure it out. This yeah. is nothing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh man, it, it's good. I've, I've been through worse. That, that's always yeah. that for me. Like I've been through worse, right? It's like, and yeah, every problem for me now, it's like, I've been through worse. I mean, I, remember, yeah. so I just remember the story. I remember I was working, you know, with in, in West Africa. Um, I was working with, uh, with uh, I'm just going to say his name, with Wes, uh, you know, good friend of mine, Wes Murray, right? And we get it out of the venue. The motorcade is there. There's a crowd and the drivers, the local drivers panic. This is in the middle of Nigeria. We've never been there, right? Yeah. Bro, they panic. They start the motorcade and they leave us behind. Yeah. And we see our clients rolling. Like, we're like, wait. The cars are leaving us, bro. We like this is like a your security detail is leaving. Yes, yes. The local security said we are two men team, and and these are the locals, so the locals kind of know what's up. Yeah, right. And we just, bro, like God, bro, like these stories people don't believe. I'm like, we in the middle of nowhere, and we just start running on the road because we like we just saw the motorcade go that way, right, bro. We, you know, so we're running, we're running this cop car comes through. We're like, help. They're like, what do you want? I'm like, damn. We're like, we're security. They're like, oh, jump in. I'm like, okay, sure thing. I jump in the car, bro. And I just see, you know, this, you know, body of man I'm working with running on the side of the road. I'm like, bro, jump in. He's like, it's like, I'm like, jump, bro. So we jump in. I'm like, we have a problem. So I tell the cops, I'm like, look, we're working with that team, you know, with those vehicles, get us there. The cops do the sirens things, bro. You know, they, by God's grace, there wasn't much traffic. They navigate through, bro. As the motorcade stops, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, my buddy, he runs, he grabs the client's door. As the you know the the door unclicks, he gets the like half a second, and he opens the door. The client's like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> the client had no idea. No, no idea, right? And I'm just like, we just had a serious problem, right? And we had to level up by not thinking we're stuck. There's nothing we can do. But by us now deciding, okay, the problem is here. Our motorcade left us. So for us to level up, let's run somewhere. Somebody is going to see us taking action, and then they're going to help us, right? But if right. you're standing still, nobody's going to help you. Right. Yeah. So, oh, man. we got to make moves, man. We've got to make moves, right? Yeah, we can to level up or, you know, find the next level in well, order to problems that you had. It's kind of that whole like never give up thing. It's like there's always a way. If I'm still breathing, there's a way. If I'm yeah. still, if I'm still in the fight, there's a way. And I gotta find yeah. that way. And you're looking around and you're just looking, trying to figure it out, you know. And that's yeah. that's the way we do what we do, man. That's good stuff. Um, how would you like to be remembered, my friend? What's it all? What's it all for? <laughs> oh God! How okay, right? I I honestly. What I, um, I, th I think twofold in the industry, I want to be remembered as a pioneer in Africa. 
in, in the sense of bringing that professional aspects to the industry, bringing that customer service element, bringing that service element, you know, to the point where I'll even, you know, like to even change some of the material in, um, in the courses that we run because they don't cover things that have to do with customer service and emotional intelligence and all of that, right? So I want to be a pioneer in changing our industry from being, um, you know, it's all about the guns and the shooting of everything. Those things are good and well, but let's make our schools more professional that we can serve the normal person on the street, right? And then I think as a man in general, and I think I want to be remembered as a man of of great faith. I think as who walked with God, who trusted God, who spoke things and they happened because he he believed, you know, in the God that he professes to believe. Yeah. Man, it's so beautiful, man. It's such good stuff. Sandile, man, it's an honor, bro. It's such an honor, my man. It's so good. So good, man, knowing where we come from and, and where we're going and where we are, you know. And I see you doing that 100%. You have the edge. You have the ability. You have the intelligence. You um, you have the experience, you know, hands down. I It took me a while, too, to really know because we were still young. I started when I was 21 to really understand what I had, you know. And then I got out into the game and the industry, yeah, and I started seeing how other guys are operating. I started looking at the amount of experience and abuse they've had. You know, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, man, like that was that's you know that's a it's a slow Tuesday. Like that's a half day. Like, oh, you think this client's hard? <laughs> I'm like, homie, you know, like life is good. Yeah. We're killing it right now. And then I started to realize, and I started to look at the effectiveness of the tools we had to sharpen coming up where we came up in the game. And I started being like, man, I got a mad edge on a lot of these dudes and climbing up in companies and climbing up in the yeah. other details. And I started being like, you know what? You know, granted, you know, at that time I hadn't been to the biggest and baddest schools, but I was like, this is like a doctrine. Like what we understand is a body of information that can help guys operate at some of the highest levels. And that's what caused yeah. me to build my school too, man. I just was yeah. like, this is a whole, and I went to a few schools and I went to some big schools eventually. And I started being like, yeah, okay. Like I actually have a body of information and experience inside me that we can't let die with us. And we've been given it for a reason, you know, and that reason is because we're the guys that are going to pay it forward to the game, to the industry. And for some guys, it'll be awesome. And for some people that it won't fit them, but um, I think neither of us will shirk or waste the responsibility and opportunity to pay that experience forward and improve the quality of the industry for sure. You know, yeah, so, yeah, man, um, and and, and just and, 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 and bring in I think good quality protectors who want to be in this industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, like, like, yeah, like, like you know, because I think so, man, and I think for for us as well, you know, locally, a lot of guys almost do this as the last resort. Like, uh-huh. I want. To doctor wants to be everything else i couldn't do it oh let me go trust security um right i think one of i think my mission is to really go out there and get people who want to be here from the onset um you know through so this pro i mean just but just we're trying to work on programs now but we actually want to go to like to high schools and say yeah okay you want to go to university but here's another career path that you can actually take it can be really really fruitful like not everybody is going to do well in school for them to get a degree in psychology, but can actually get out of high school, go to an EP school, get a qualification and come do this like on a full time basis. You know, so that was one of the things that we just really are just trying to work on now. Um, And hopefully I think once the whole COVID lockdown thing is over, we can can start rolling. And it's such an amazing career, man. I could not 
imagine the ways I've been blessed. Being able to do the things we've been able to do, you know what I mean? Like no one will believe us type stuff, you know? Like the things we've seen, eaten, experienced, places we've slept, flown around in, drove around and it just, it really, when it when it works out, it's one of the most amazing careers, man. I, I, I yeah. really couldn't ask for more in a lot of different aspects, you know? So we've been blessed, brother. We have been blessed. Yeah. Good to go, man. Well, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And it keeps going. No, I love it. By the grace of God, man. Yeah. Well, it's been an honor talking with you, Cindy Lay, man. It's good to see you doing good. Um, thank you, brother. I'm glad we're connected and I'm looking forward to everything we're going to do, my friend. No, thank you. I think, yeah, thank you for, yeah, for it. it, it, it and I mean, you, I know you personally, but this is an honor, I mean, to be here. For, I mean, because some of the guests that you've had, I'm just like, there's people who do, who've been doing this for 35 years on a full-time basis, and, you know, and, and they're here on this podcast. I remember when you asked me to join, I told my mentor, I'm like, bro, guess what happened? He's like, ah, oh, I'm like, bro, I already for the podcast. It's like, no, you lied. And I said to I showed I'm like, bro, this is the message from Byron. Like, I'm gonna be there, right? You know, so I don't take this for granted. No, thank you, man. I appreciate it, bro. Um, and yeah, just keep up the good work. And I'm sure we're gonna connect, I think, uh, yeah, sooner than later. And uh, I think just you know, for the other guys as well, guys, you know, like, you know, the world is opening up, you know, South Africa, you know, if it's a destination for you guys, I mean, let's let's link up, you know, let's connect. Um, even just on social circles, you know, just yeah. to sh- information man you know that yeah. guys coming out to south africa you know hit us up say look i'm gonna be in this city um you know what's on the ground what's happening i mean you guys have got great sources of intelligence you know through your various agencies but nothing beats what's happening on the ground three seconds ago and i know that you know yeah yeah so you always gotta you know, find so a mayor we, we're here to help you guys out man you know whenever you you know come to south africa anybody you know that yeah that's, that's uh, part of this podcast Hundred percent, yeah. So, where can people find you, brother? Uh, shoot me links afterwards, uh, and I'll okay. attach those all to uh, the bottom of this podcast. But where can people find you, man? Are you on LinkedIn, uh, IG? It, it, it's, Instagram is really, I think, my big uh, platform right now. Uh, yeah. So it's one. So it's my name, and then just the number one. Um, that's me, and then LinkedIn is just my name and my surname. Um, Facebook nah facebook is just it's more personal so it's just really ig and yeah and linkedin nice and text me those links i'll put them at the bottom of the of the uh write-up for sure so everyone can follow you perfect all right so delay it's been an honor my dude it's been an honor it's an honor (laughs) for me to have you as well my man thank you and uh thank Thank you you, brother we'll talk soon i'm sure all right man keep safe Boom. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what 
helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Ballistic Theory. You're going to start seeing a lot of stuff with me in Ballistic Theory because they got good ammo for good prices. Use Byron for my discount with those guys as well. Last but not least, Executive Protection Institute. Hey, go check them out and get your executive protection education on. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out. Boom.